know you have. We would be honored if you would join us. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's happening, Far Far Away family? Welcome to Star Wars Audio Archive. So how's everyone doing today? I hope everything is going well on your side of the galaxy. Everything is about the same out here on the Outer Rim. So today, I wanted to get right into something that happened at Celebration that has got me super excited. We were treated to the teaser trailer for the live action Ahsoka, and boy, did it deliver. First off, we got our first glimpse of a Natasha Lou as Sabine, sporting the stunning long hair look, which I kind of like the short hair look of Sabine, but that's just my personal opinion. And let's not forget Mary Elizabeth, who played the Twi'lek pilot Hera Sedula, who looks ready to take on the galaxy and look pretty good as well. She is one of my favorite characters. But the real moment that warmed my heart was the confirmation of Hu Ying, the legendary droid who changed the Jedi younglings for generations. He will be making his appearance in the series. Talk about a blast from the past. However, the highlight of the teaser was the reveal of Big Bad Grand Admiral Thrawn from the Star Wars Expanded Universe. Like myself, knowing just how significant this is, we've already seen Thrawn in animated form in Star Wars Rebels and heard Ahsoka mention him in The Mandalorian Season 2, but this will be the first time we see him in live action. And to top it all off, showrunner and Star Wars mastermind Dave Filoni even dropped the line, Here to the Empire, sending longtime Star Wars nerds like myself into a frenzy of the excitement. Now let's talk about who Thrawn is in the Ahsoka teaser trailer. Thrawn is played by Lars Michelson, who also voiced the character in animation and bears a striking resemblance, was introduced on screen in Star Wars Rebels Season 3. He's a blue-skinned, red-eyed chist known for his strategic genius and was brought in by the Empire to crush the Rebel Alliance. His disappearance at the end of Rebels left fans wondering about his whereabouts, especially considering that he is not the only major character on the ship that vanished. Force-sensitive Jedi in training Ezra Bridger was also on board the Chimera, and his story has been teased to have significant implications for the Star Wars universe and the meaning of the Force. In The Mandalorian Season 2, we learn that Ahsoka is on a mission to find Thrawn, and in the Ahsoka teaser, she explicitly mentions hearing whispers of the return as the Heir to the Empire. Now, why is this such a big deal? Well, it all goes back to Timothy Zahn's 1991 novel, Star Wars Heir to the Empire. Thrawn was introduced as a formidable villain for the New Republic in that book, which kicked off a series of novels that continued the adventures of Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, and Han Solo after the events of Return of the Jedi. Thrawn's strategic brilliance and partnership with clone of former Jedi Joris Kaboth, who had gone insane and sought to turn Luke and Leia to the dark side, made him a formidable foe for our heroes. And while we may not see Joris in the Ahsoka series, the idea of the Empire cloning powerful Jedis to manipulate them to the dark side has been explored in both The Mandalorian and The Rise of Skywalker. Thrawn could potentially fill in the missing pieces of that puzzle, shedding light on the rise of the First Order and the Emperor's cloning experience. But what's truly exciting for us longtime fans is that Dave is embracing the lore of the expanded universe. He is nodding to those of us who have followed Star Wars for years, even when it wasn't considered cool. So this has got me super excited about the up and coming series. 
as well as a new Star Wars movie that they will be writing and directing. But we will have to wait to see how everything plays out. Hopefully it will be everything that we have always wanted. Okay, now let's get back to Star Wars Brotherhood. Because when we left off last week, Obi-Wan and Anakin had escaped from the trial and were jumping from rooftop to rooftop when some battle droids had caught up to them. This is where they started fighting off the battle droids and now some Seekers that had came up in the mix. This is when Rue took a shot from the rooftop she was perched upon. So let's see what's happening now. Obi-Wan Kenobi. The blaster bolt flew in from far above. Though the force slowed down his perception enough for Obi-Wan to track it. It soared from an unknown origin to its collision point. Absorbing into one of the airborne seekers and overloading it into an explosion. Two more shots came, their echoing bursts crackling through the air. A pair of seekers burst, smoke trailing them as they dropped. Then four rapid-fire shots, each taking the heads off battle droids. A sliver of opportunity presented itself. Enough that a few precise blaster deflections managed to tip the scales in their favor. Though Anakin probably would make a comment later about how he had it handled anyway. And true, Anakin had gotten out of worse cases before. But every situation came with its unique circumstances. And just because one had escaped a jam before, it never provided any guarantees for further victory. A sliver was, however, all Anakin needed to turn a slight advantage into a decisive victory. And within seconds, the smoking remains of battle droids lay before them, some still trying to communicate with the Central Command in their distinctive lifeless cadence. No, you don't, Anakin said, twirling his lightsaber before stabbing down. What was that? He asked, pointing in the direction of the sniper fire. Obi-Wan looked at the tower, pausing to appreciate its architecture with attention he couldn't give earlier. It was a marvel, a melding of structural impossibility and artistic genius, from the way that it curved at angles that seemed physically impossible to the ornate carving that told one long story of their culture's creation myth. And, it turned out, a good sniper position. One that, according to Anakin, had nearly been destroyed by a planted bomb. A gesture of good faith. Obi-Wan put up a hand and held it for several seconds. Whether or not Rook still watched, he wanted the actions honored. Anakin knelt down, inspecting the remotes. Standard seeker technology based on Iraqid models. But these carried specific augmentations to attach weapons to the sensors. He picked up one of the pieces, squinting into the gaping blaster-caused hole and the exposed wiring underneath. So consumed by the inspection that he nearly jumped when Obi-Wan put a hand on his shoulder. Anakin, Obi-Wan said, and Anakin's posture immediately sent for a defensive statement. An ingrained reaction to all the lecturing rained down on him during his Padawan years. Sorry, Master. Trying to see what we're up against. In case I am genuinely thankful you are here. Obi-Wan's voice came out soft and genuine. And despite the chaos of the situation, 
He marveled at the grown man in front of him. How everything since Geonosis both stretched time out and compressed it into an instant, changing both of them. For once, Anakin was left without an immediate rebuttal. He turned from the damaged droid in his hand to look out of the horizon of Kiranimodia's capital, the missing section from the fallen Katasura district visible from their location. As if on cue, a flare went up near the industrial quarter. Anakin pointed to it and nodded before bursting forward. Well, don't thank me yet! The remaining Seeker body clanked on the ground, debris spitting out from its damaged body upon impact. That's my partner. We should go. Obi-Wan looked at the area with the flare that considered the tower where Rook's cover fire originated. That tower was the bomb target? Yeah. And six more. Non-military targets. Non-financial targets. If it doesn't affect their strategic defenses or economic standing, why target them? Voices shouted from the floor level beneath them. Both Anakin and Obi-Wan ducked down, leaning out only enough to see guards fanning out, followed by the heavy footsteps of super battle droids. Let's move, Anakin said, turning. He took several steps forward, but then stopped. Come on, what are you waiting for? Obi-Wan knew Anakin was right, and they should go. But figures broke into view. Kitar, pistol-drawn and looking all over for something to shoot at. Behind him, a fleet of guards and further battle droids. He squinted and looked above them, searching the skyline for any sign of Rug. when he felt Anakin grab his arm, completely focused on the path ahead. We need to go now. With luck, Obi-Wan wouldn't need to find out the answers to those questions. Right, right, he said, and together with Anakin, headed out with some measure of force-assisted speed. On the move. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They ran across rooftops, vaulting over exhaust stacks and sliding down slanted terraces, occasionally stumbling into people on balconies while making their way toward the flare. Every few buildings, a seeker or two would float up, alerted by their presence, and whoever was in the lead waved a hand, crushing the remote's guidance system and internal processor. Each time they turned at a hard angle leaping to a different building to throw off any potential trailers. As they ran, Obi-Wan relayed Rogue's story, including her finding of the separatist evidence. In return, Anakin paused to point out each of the bomb targets. They jumped, a constant momentum forward as they moved over and around the obstacles in their way. How precise was each bomb's construction and placement? Sloppy. Anakin said, arms gripping a ledge to climb. The wiring was a little loose. 
The explosive material wasn't packed tight. Obi-Wan shook his head as he followed suit. It can't be the same bomber as the Katasura disaster. The details showed military expertise. We ran simulations. Well, your speech about extremists. A copycat bomber? Tuku's agent. Obi-Wan mused aloud. What role does she play in all this? There's not much intel on her. Anakin said as they moved quickly. The clones know more of her than about her. They reached a ledge, a marked difference from the intricate designs of Zara's capital area and surrounding commercial district. Instead, the farther they pushed to the edge, the more the structures changed into more utilitarian architecture. This pattern continued as dashing across rooftops became simple runs over flat surfaces, and getting to the flare's origin became a tour into the parts of Cato no one ever talked about. It all felt functional, likely a place for manufacturing and storage, warehouse rows and several buildings of high-rises. Through the force, Obi-Wan sensed an array of beings in them, and logic put together that these were the poor and working class of the planet, a mix of Neimoidians and off-world beings who served the ruling class of Zara. No matter how rich a planet or society, someone always had to do the grunt work. They moved swiftly to the edge of the rooftop, and immediately below, the open space filled with large tents, the makeshift infirmaries that supported the ill, injured, and rescued from the catastrophe. I don't see any guards, Obi-Wan said. Not even battle droids. But keep an eye out for any of those seekers. I don't think we'll encounter any. My partner was supposed to find us a low-security area. Anakin pointed to an alley between buildings, a short-hooded figure standing there. And behind her in the shadows, the distinct red, blue, and white lights from R2-D2's dome. Good to see an old friend. Better yet, Anakin said. An old friend that can transmit your data to the Republic. Let's figure out a way to get him to the data center. He leapt down and sprinted over to the hooded figure before Obi-Wan could reply. An instinctive exasperation prompted a quick sigh before Obi-Wan decided to follow Anakin's lead. Would Anakin ever not do that? Now this was a good part. Plenty of action to wrap your imagination around. And that's something that I like. But what I don't like is when it's that short. I wish it was a little longer. But Obi-Wan and Anakin made some short work of those droids. Rook took out a couple of the secret droids to help them out, and then they see a flare. It was a sign that Mill had found the way out. Obi-Wan wanted to talk to Rook first, but Anakin grabs him and they run away. Then they go and find Mill and R2 waiting for them, and that's where this part came to an end. And overall, I gotta say I like this part. It had a little bit of everything. So I think it's that time that we get to the quote of the week. And it comes to us from Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he said, real strength doesn't always come from winning or avoiding challenges. It comes from facing hardships head on and never giving up. When you go through tough times and you decide to keep pushing forward, that's when you become truly strong. In this quote, I want you to understand that it's not always about winning or avoiding challenges, but it's about facing them with courage and determination. Just like our favorite superheroes, you have the power to overcome any obstacles that come your way. Let me tell you a story about a young boy named Alex. Alex was passionate about playing soccer. He dreamed of becoming a professional soccer player one day. 
He spent hours practicing, watching games, and learning from his favorite soccer players. However, Alex faced many challenges along the way. During recess games at school, Alex was often picked last for the teams. He struggled with certain skills like dribbling, shooting, and faced tough opponents. He started to doubt himself and wondered if he was good enough to achieve his dream. But then he heard this quote from Arnold. These words resonated with Alex and ignited a fire within him to keep him going. Instead of giving up, Alex decided to face his challenges head on. He practiced harder, sought out advice from his coach, and worked on improving his skills. He faced setbacks and disappointments along the way, but he never lost sight of his dream. As time passed, Alex's skills improved, and he started gaining more confidence on the field. He made it on the school soccer team and eventually got scouted by a local soccer academy. He continued to work hard, facing challenges and overcoming them, until he achieved his dream of becoming a professional soccer player. But the challenge didn't stop there. Alex faced tough opponents, injuries, and even moments of self-doubt through his professional career. However, he always remembered the quote that inspired him to keep pushing forward. He never gave up. Even when the going got tough, his perseverance paid off, and Alex went on to have a successful career. He played for prestigious soccer clubs, represented his country in international tournaments, and even won a championship. He became a role model for aspiring soccer players, inspiring them with his story of resilience and determination. Looking back, Alex realized the challenges that he faced along the way made him stronger, both as a soccer player and as a person. He learned valuable lessons about perseverance, self-belief, and the true meaning of strength. He was grateful for the quote that had inspired him to never give up and keep pushing forward, no matter what obstacle came his way. And one day he got to meet Arnold, and he told Arnold how his quote changed his life. Alex's story is a testament to the power of this quote. It's a reminder to all of us that strength comes from facing challenges head on, never giving up and pushing forward with determination, just like Alex. You have the power to overcome any obstacle and achieve your dream. So remember, when life gets tough, don't give up. Keep pushing forward, and you'll become truly strong. Okay, that's all I have for this episode. Join us next week for part 44 of Star Wars Brotherhood. We hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Audio Archives. Join us next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can follow us on your favorite podcast directory. If you enjoyed the show, we would greatly appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Sway was created by Keen Eye Shed and is a production of Pick Film Media and was distributed by Swaycast Networks. This show was produced by Quentin McDaniel. Star Wars Brotherhood was read to you by Jason O'Dagan. Sound designed by Theodore Thompson. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs>